Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. Ben Hook and Miles Fitzner on SENSA. Keep your eye on the red and the blue. G'day there, everyone. Welcome to Red Legs Radio. Thank you to Climate Air Conditioning and Solar. Simply the best in the Telstra shop at Norwood. They know everyone is different. Whatever you need, visit today. We're heading towards round nine and a clash with North Adelaide at Prospect on Saturday afternoon. And we are looking for a response after a disappointing clash against Glenelg last Friday night at Cooper Stadium. I feel like we take two steps forward and one step back, down by 31 points on the back of four straight wins. So the situation isn't desperate, but a win this weekend would make players, coaches and fans breathe a little bit easier, of course. We're sitting in fifth on percentage behind south. We've got two tough weeks in front of us, then a relatively friendly one home. So pinching one here would set up a final spot. Losing, I feel the red legs will potentially need a little bit of help. Uh, then from there, they've got to win the last four and hope eight wins is enough. To discuss everything that is going on in the Norwood Football Club, I'm joined, as always, by the voice of 1629 SENSA Sandful footy, Miles Fitzner. Miles, what did you make of the legs on Friday night? Oh, hooky on one Saturday night. Um, we watched the legs. Saturday yeah, night, I beg fr- your pardon, yes. Friday night um, was the West... Uh, North game, which went down to the wire. Yeah, cracker uh, game. Hazeman missing the goal, 25 seconds to go. Interesting. Mm. That um, would have really thrown a cat amongst the pigeons if West had a beaten North. There. Really would. And, and look, I don't mind getting North off the back of that. But, yeah, Saturday night, a super quick game. Had a chat to you there. Was managed to sit in the box, uh, Berry funeral box of Simon Berry's. Very nice for having me in there. I, I spotted you there. You didn't offer me a glass of anything. Yeah, I'm having uh, a nice Barossa boy in there, actually. Very, very, very happily uh, refusing to share, but it, that's okay. Uh, it started quick, and it was a lot different for the game. I called the Sturt um, Central's game that day and then yep. left and went like chalk and cheese, the quality of the games. Okay. Um, absolutely super, I thought, Glenelg were. They're the best I've said in, uh, on another medium during the week. They're probably the best I've seen any side play uh, in the last sort of 12 months. Mm. Okay. A huge show tonight. Uh, the teams, thanks to Paradise Mazda, Greg Champion. He's been writing feverishly about oh, Norwood you. Football Club songs. I tell you what, if you are a fan of Norwood Football Club, say going back the last 25 years, I think you're going to enjoy a little bit of Greg Champion's work this afternoon. And the, uh, also, if you are a fan of footy in the 80s, oh, here we go. we're going to be joined. I, I tell you what I'm going to have to deal with is whatever the collective noun for fitness is, because your Uncle Max, the former physiotherapist of the Norwood Football Club, life member of the club. He was uh, very heavily involved in the club throughout the 80s in that Wally Miller era, and he's going to join us and chat about all things football at Norwood in the 1980s. That's be, that'll be a bit of fun. It will be a bit of fun. He's got a lot of stories, Max, and see, I, the, I didn't come to Norwood or, or be affiliated with Norwood for anything to do with Max. It was and, and it was never really pushed upon or anything. Um, but he, yeah, he's an interesting man to talk to. A lot of connections through cricket and then physio at the Crows, but the old Norwood stories that he has, it was well before my time before I was born, but 
Yeah, super fella, and it'd be good to have him on. He's my godfather as well, Max. Never, he's never remembered a birthday, but... Looking forward to catching up with him a little bit later on in the show. Of course, the People's Choice Credit Union Awards will share those with you very shortly as well. as On top of our Findex financials that I always enjoy oh, towards the yeah. end of the show. But let's just go through a couple of the issues from the game against Glenelg. I've got to be honest, I'm not off Norwood. I think, yeah, okay, poor performance, disappointing but after four wins, you know, these things happen in a free-form game. Let's go through some, some of the things that we liked and what we didn't like. I'm going to start with a couple of the things that I liked. Number one, Tom Pinion. Yep. He is something really to work around in the forward lines, isn't he? He's a focal point. He's a target. Uh, he takes a clunk. He missed one goal. He missed one that he should have kicked. Uh, I think that was in the third quarter, just when we were getting a little bit of momentum. He'd kicked uh, two pretty quickly, and then he missed one that he probably should have kicked, but I like the way he's going. Zach Richards is something I liked. I like the fact that he is becoming a scoring threat. When he kicked his goal in the first term, I think it was, I did my maths. I went and had a look through. He's played 70 games and kicked about six or seven goals. And I reckon he needs to be a bit more offensive than that. So I really like the fact that he had 22 touches and kicked a goal. He should be aiming to kick... 15 goals a season. Well, he's always, he's always played defensive. Like, he was a defensive wing slash. Yeah. That was his, that was his, been his role. But I like the fact that he got forward and, and can be a potential threat around goals. The other thing I liked was Grigg and Nunn. Now, I know we're probably going to talk about the fact that both of them wasted the ball a little bit. But gun, I like gun, the, if you put them together. Yeah, that's gun. right. I do like the fact that they got plenty of the ball. They're ball hunters, and where they win the ball is really important for Norwood because I feel like... If they win the ball, the next possession is going to be inside 50. Now, we talk about their disposal inside 50, and I think they both let themselves down on Saturday night. But they are the three things that I really liked about I, Norwood. What did you like? Look, I, I liked uh, – well, I definitely like Pinion. Um, I'm probably not as sold on you um, with the Grigg and Nunn thing. I know they've got plenty of it. But I, I said um, during the week to somebody else too that, that if Nunn normally gets 27 to 30 and kicks a goal – Norwood win. Yeah. Like, he's a bit of a barometer nutty. We miss Gerloff. Um, another thing I liked, I like Josh Richards. You're on Zach. Yep. I like Josh Richards. Well, he he's, he's missing. So he, you're not going to like that because he's out with the ankle. Whoa. He did an ankle, I reckon, halfway through the final term, and he will be out. We'll confirm that with the teams, thanks to Paradise Motors, very shortly. I was, but he's missing. I was too many Barossa boys deep, probably. Yeah. In my head to, to, uh, but no, I like his pressure around the contest. He kicked a goal as well. Yeah, and he just hunts. I really, really like Josh Richards. Really liked. One thing I probably didn't like, I didn't like... We're moving on to didn't like, and we're going to invite you to take part in this part of the show. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 if you want to have your say on the phone Ooh. line, or text in 0427 And we've got straight one off the text already. We were terrible last week. Scoreboard flattered us. Based on current form, no chance of finals. Very disappointing from Aaron. Hooky, yep. just quickly, I don't agree with that. No, I, don't I, don't I don't think we were terrible. It's the prevailing message from the Norwood yeah, fans, but, but though, we, isn't it? We're not terrible. We no. got we played, arguably, that's the best performance by any team. I, I watch a lot of Sanford footy, and I'm I'm sure not all of you watch every game, but I nearly watch every game every week, nearly. Mm. And that's the best performance I've seen by any side this year by an absolute mile. If Glenelg play like that against any side, they win. We weren't that bad. So a good text from Aaron. We appreciate uh, everyone's feedback. I I do disagree. I, I think that there is a very legitimate chance for finals. But let's just go through a couple of things that we didn't like. You were going to start oh, that conversation. Yeah, no, no, I'm going to let you go because okay. I reckon I know where you're going here. Well, I'm going to start with our goal kicking, okay? How's this? Between these are some pretty fair players. Grig, 
Douglas, Ellison, Nunn, Panos, Panos, I beg your pardon, Spence, Wilkins and Wilson, those eight players contributed 0-9. That's not good enough for players of that calibre to kick 0-9 between them. No, I agree. Wilkins, I, I, I don't like including Wilkins in the forward scenarios of kicking goals. He plays back. Yeah, he gets up there. Leave Mitchie out of that. He's... he's I'm He's, just making the point Wilson, that as a collective, for that group of footballers to kick 0-9, that's really disappointing. R- Rabs is trying to find his way at the moment, isn't he? Rabs, he, he's on another one on my list. I feel like he's nowhere at the moment. I think he's played small forward and he just isn't finding the ball. And I don't feel like Don Barry's going much better at the moment. I had a look. That, I mean, Wilson, Rabsy Wilson, seven disposals for the game. I mean, he's a better player than that. Not one they contributed between them, those two. And if you're having seven, he's got to have seven tackles. Yeah, we that, had four tackles, a, yeah, and, and Don Barry had two tackles. And that's, it's not enough. I, I think we need to see Wilson just spend a bit of time a bit further up the ground. I'd like to see him on a wing or maybe just firing off of halfback, just be an attacking player of halfback. I know it's a bit different now because you've got the 6-6-6 and you've got to start on a man, and sometimes you can end up with a mismatch when you're a player like Rabs. But I think we need to see him around the ball. He, he was around the ball, I think, in the final term, and I felt like he just felt a, a bit more like he was a part who, of the game. Who then plays genuine small forward? Because he's re- really, like, he's our only crummer. Yeah, I, I agree with and that. And that's a problem. Maybe you play Don Barry a little bit deeper in the forward line and just get him a bit closer to goal. Yeah, and swap them over. Yeah, the goal, perhaps. That's Anyway, I'm just going through the couple of things that I didn't really like. Yeah. He, here's another issue, and this is about Sam Balderstone. Now, go. I know he's the number one oh, ruckman. No, here we go. No, no, just steady on. <laughs> he's the number one ruckman in the competition. Easily. And he's probably one of the best contested mark players going around. And best clearance players going around. He is. Now, we get the ball across halfback, and I notoriously see Baldy work towards the boundary line to pick up a, a, an uncontested mark and... A, from a short kick. Now, where I'll give Sam some credit is that he, he has a lot of care with the ball. He's very good with his disposal. And he does this a lot on the on the member's wing. But here's my issue. I want to see Sam Balderstone not kicking the ball to the next contest. I want to see him marking the next contest. So wh- where? I want to see him pushing forward and getting to half forward and being part of the next marking contest. That's where I want to see him rather than kicking it to that part of the ground. I, I, you're talking about when he's dropping off, getting the short kick along the boundary line. Because yeah. the coaches. So from... we've got possession of the ball. Yep. Maybe across half back, somewhere between half back and the back pocket. And you'll see Sam normally squirt off about 25 metres off into the boundary line. He'll take the mark, go back, set kick, and he'll kick it long to half forward. Now that's fine because he can do that very well. But I reckon there's a lot of people who can do that job, and there's not many who can do the job which he is very, very. Uh, Good at a, 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 has the ability to do, and that's take the mark across half forward and, and get get his possession in a in a part of the ground that is really critical for the opposition. It's a fair point, but like I think from what I see and gather that they always want the ruckman on the boundary side, as you've got to always got your bail out. Now whether that's that's for the long option, but you're telling me it's the short option is the one that he doesn't need to be the the twenty meter short option. Yeah, that's how I think. Now look, I, I'm not going to have a fight with Jared Cotton and Jimmy Allen on team structure and all of those sorts of things because they're far more advanced than me. That's just what I see, and I think, you know what? Yes, I like the fact that he's a good kick of the ball, Sam Balderstone. But you know what else he is? He's a bloody good mark, and he's doing it at half. He's kicking it at half back rather than marking it at half forward. I think it's probably a sentiment is in that the contested pack marking has not really been a strong suit of ours for a few years. I, I, I don't, that's where that short mark kick game and that the long options haven't really paid off a lot for us because, over time. Because we're slow movers of the ball, that does two things. It allows Sam enough time to push forward. 
And we're going to be kicking to a contested mark situation in, in that period anyway because we are relatively slow with our ball movement. I would argue then, though, that if he's pushing forward like that all the time, do you need Ellison, Pinion um, and all of them up there as well? Yeah, well, that that's an issue for another day. But I just feel like Sam's wasted kicking the ball from halfback when he could be marking it at half. I'm going to hit you with this. Yep. Um, Balderstone still won the hitouts. We lost the clearances 30 to 39. He won the hitouts 34 to 33. Still had a reasonable game, I thought. But how, a bra- it's how a break. does that happen? But it's, it, well, it happens when Snook has no, um, seven clearances and nine tackles. So what's, I mean, our midfield, I think that's pretty deep, doesn't it? How can we be, have the number one Ruckman in the competition and we're sixth for clearances? Well, I, I, what happens is that when they're on opposition on ball, as I think, get on the bike and realise that Sam's protecting space. That's why Sam's getting more clearances. Got some free kicks against him. I yeah. think the umpires at, weren't, is, is, but weren't when, friendly. When the opposition on ballers hit the contest at, at speed, and this is what I was talking to you about off air, is some of the boys commented after the game, inside the contest, that game was very, very quick. That was an extreme standard by the Bays. Inside, their handballs inside and ability to clear players from the contest was absolutely outstanding. It was lightning. AFL standard quality from the base. Six for clearances from the number one ruckman in the competition. And you made the point about Matty Snook. I have a question. I don't know if I've got the answer, but I have a question. And this is it. Is their midfield hungrier than ours? So was the Glenelg midfield hungrier than the Norwood midfield? And I'll make this point. The reigning premiers, with every reason to smoke the pipe, were they more desperate than our guys who had one pinched off them in 2018 and then fell short last year? I don't think. I just think they were better on the day. I don't think it had anything to do with hunger. You still see Griggies had 28, Brad had 31 across half back, and then a few of the boys in their 20s. I think they just went head to head. I was talking to Griggy before the game. They were always going head to head with the on ballers, and Partington gets loose and Snooky gets loose, 34 and 31. They carve them up on the inside. They were very, very, very good in the contest. People saying that they were terrible. Um, it, it's they weren't terrible. They just got absolutely smashed by a better side in the contest. A few boys had a quiet day. Dougie, 15, quietest game for the club. Yeah. Hey, look, like I said, you know, there are a couple of things that I think are not terminal. And, yeah, they've won four in a row, and you can't just keep winning, winning, winning. You're eventually going to have to have a game that is a little bit of a setback, and that was on Saturday night. So I'm not ruling them out altogether, but I've just got to ask those questions about what I think... I didn't like, and is there a solution to it? We might talk a little bit more about the uh, Norwood versus North Adelaide game in a couple of uh, sections time, but I do want to share with you the team, thanks to Paradise Mazda. Uh, and and there is a text coming through as well. We're going to get to that, but I'm just going to share with the team, thanks to Paradise Mazda, because there is a couple of changes, and a couple of them uh, are good. A couple of them we're going to be disappointed to see missing. Let's go now for the team taking on North Adelaide on Saturday afternoon. Across the back line, Mackenzie Ball and Rokar. Halfbacks, Wilkins, Shenton, Zach Richards. The centre line is Wilson, Panos, Bastinac. Interesting to see Rabsy back up on the uh, wing there. Half forwards, Nunn, Pinion, Douglas. Full forward line is Barry, Ellison, Bampton. On ball, Balderstone, Grig, Abbott. The interchange bench from... Lodovici, Saywell, Ira, Gerloff, Collins, Spence, and Hurd. So that means we have outs is Josh Richards and Michael Talia once again with a hamstring. So he just uh, cannot stay on the park. Poor old Mick. That's a bit unfortunate. Back into the team, Ryan Bastanak and Cole Gerloff. So uh, oh, a couple of big ins there. Big, 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 big ins. Gerloff. If Lodovici big. or Hurd plays, uh, they'll play their first senior game for the club. Lodovici, former Paynham Norwood um, player. Lodovici. Uh don't think Hurdle play. It's good to have Gerloff back. Cole, last year's parade breakthrough player. 
um, super. And that's, look, inside, um, that's where they're going to win it, inside here, because uh, North have got the likes of Wig, Moore, um, and those sort of players. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty happy with it. It's probably our best on ball brigade. Who is still missing? There's Declan a, Hamilton, Lewis Johnson. There's a text line. Uh, oh, you didn't want to read that one out? No, you can read good it. point, Sam. Uh, good point on Sam Hookie. But smoking something, putting Rabs to halfback. Cheers, boys. Yeah, we can send your name in. We can read your name out. But thank you. But Rabs to halfback's pretty good call. I don't. I don't mind it. Appreciate the contribution. We can't hear the broadcast. Someone is saying as well. Well, they on can. The SMS. Well, they definitely can. Benny's uh, assured me it's ben, getting out. Benny's there. fixed that one up. Okay, very good. All right. Well, it is uh, time to head to a break. On the other side, we're going to catch up with Greek Champion and his footy songs, climate, air conditioning, and solar. SA's biggest steak and dealer, and they are proud sponsors of the Red Legs. And thanks to the Telstra shop at Norwood, who have phones to drones, Fitbits to Foxtel. Visit their friendly experts today. You're listening to Red Legs Radio. Red Legs Radio with Ben Hook and Miles Fitzner on SENSA. Keep your eye on the red and the blue. Yeah, you listen to Red Legs Radio with Ben Hook and Miles Fitzner. There is plenty of action on the text line already. 0427154166 if you want to have your say. Or ring us up 01300 736 736. Let's We're going to call Thanks up. to Climate Air Conditioning and Solar. And, of course, the Telstra shop at Norwood. And Miles wants someone to chat to other than me. Yeah, let's get a caller in tonight. So sitting out there, I know, I've told the Roach, he's got to call in sometimes. We've got another text in. It says, owning up, Findex, finance, trade smart, lads, know your limitations. Like we said, put your names on them. We want to chat to you. I've made a few losses in recent times, so hopefully I'm going to do a little bit better. We'll have that at the end of the show tonight. Greg Champion is going to join us very shortly. First of all, I'll just wheel through the voting for the People's Choice Credit Union. And after the game against Glenelg on Saturday night, the votes are... Well, they're pretty thin, to be honest. Zach Richards led the way with 12. Sam Balderstone with 10. Will Abbott with five. I didn't think he had his best game, Will Abbott. I'm, his just disposal's letting him down a little bit, and he's, he's got a few friends, to be honest. Brad McKenzie with 6G. He played uh, Lewis Johnson's role. Yeah. I think he plays a bit too deep. He's another guy I'd like to see kicking the ball from halfback rather Super than fullback, player. but we can talk about that some other time. Uh, what else have we got there? Nick Rokar with three. Singles to Douglas, Grigg, Nunn, and Cam Ball. A couple to Cam Shenton and a couple to Matthew Panos. It means the overall leaderboard where you can call it off now, Sam Balderstone on 250 votes. Uh, He leads by 151 to the second-place vote-getter. That's Mitch Grigg on 99. Zach Richards uh, getting plenty of votes from his Prince Alfred College mates. He's on 96. Will Abbott, 82. Tom Pinion, 77. Shenton, 60. Rokar, 59, alongside Richard Douglas. And then Louis Johnson and Deck Hamilton round us out on 57 votes. Uh, So, yeah, please join in the conversation. 0427154166. That's the text line. Or phone us up. 1300 736 736. Let's bring him in, the man. And from across the border, who sings wonderful tunes for us each and every week. Great champion. Good evening. Hello to you all. Pleased to be here. Champs, uh, I tell you what, mate, for a Victorian in lockdown, barracking for the Crows in Norwood, it's a tough time. Yeah, at least I've been looking at the sandful ladder, if you permit me to say sandful. Yes. Uh, and, um, you know, it's back to eight sides. Now, I'm thinking, and I want to interview you two gentlemen just, just one moment for one question. Right. Um, you know, when I was young, it was eight sides, and then it became 10, became 10 with Centrals and Woodville. Yep, 64. Uh, 64, thank you. I was thinking around 65, and uh, now obviously we're back to eight. Now, there must have been, uh, we didn't hear about it over here, a lot of distress when the Port Magpies missed for the first time in 130-odd years, however much it was. Yep. 
Uh, it, it must have been. It's distressing to everyone, not just Port Magpie fans. I have to have them not in the comp. Now, you ask I, anyone who plays for any other club and they would tell you that they want Port Adelaide back in the competition because on. that is always the benchmark. That is the team you want to beat. And uh, will they comfortably come back next year? Absolutely they are. I think Port Adelaide will be back next year, and I do not know how you can come up with a system that brings Port Adelaide back and not the Crows. I think it has to be a 10-team competition It just depends, champs, on... I think the Crows are going to have bigger worries about worrying trying to field a a sample side. This is just going from bad to worse for the Camrys. Maybe you swap the 18s and you go for a Sandful premiership and don't worry about They're going to find it very difficult, though, champs, to actually even find top-ups... You know, to go and want to play and, and those sort of oh, things. that after. won't be a problem. That's, no, I that's think the most so. ridiculous thing I've ever heard. No. You ask any country footballer, do you want to go and have a game for the Adelaide Football Club? No, They'll no take mo- it in an instant. For no money. They get paid okay. They'll be paid fine next not, year. Not, not what they get paid in the country. I disagree completely. Champs, anyway, um, yes. Yeah, so- no, before you go, I've, I've spotted one thing in you know, your, the dialogue between you two. Yes. Uh, I need to point out to you another South Australian uh, idiosyncrasy in um, pronunciation. Yes. Uh, over here in Victoria, we might say Port Adelaide, but uh, the local pronunciation is Port Adelaide. Port yeah, Adelaide. Yeah. there's no T. There is zero T's in Port Adelaide. Uh, poor <laughs> and A become one vowel sound. Port Adelaide. <laughs> Port Adelaide. That was like Peter off the old um, fast forward one, that? Or Peter. You know, with the, played by Eric Banner. <laughs> yeah. you remember Peter? <laughs> Like that. So thanks for enlightening me with the right pronunciation. Champs, you've been working feverishly on a couple of tracks for us over the past few days. And uh, I reckon we might see if we can uh, get you to lead off with a little bit of uh, ACDC, a bit of Akadaka. Oh, you got your, it. Uh, get your hard hitting, uh, head banging on. I, I want to leave. I want to leave with the other one, Ben, on, because whatever you like. Yeah, the other one's easy. The other one's easy, and uh, uh, it's it's short and brief and to the point. And it's our young writer Ben Hook has sent this in. Which one's this, champs? This is the Tiger. Uh, this is the Tiger. Uh, yes. The Tiger tune. Yeah. But uh, this is about the North Adelaide Roosters, mate. Yes. Yes. We, yeah. we we played around with this. I need to just make a quick declaration here that I had a quick attempt at writing a song that was a spin-off of the North Adelaide Club song. And you have taken it and changed it to the point that it, you can't give me credit for this. This is like a parent doing homework for their son or daughter and then the son or daughter getting an A. I can't take any credit for it. This is uh, all your own handiwork here, champ. So take it away. The North oh. song, thank you to uh, the Glenelg tune, I think would be the best way of describing it. All right. What's wrong with 19 men? <laughs> We love to play the game with 19 men Down at the Roosters as we did in the prelim Probably won't again If you get the chance so you should play with 19 men What would Barry Robran What would he say about us playing 19 men do not think he'd approve, maybe not a good move when you're behind it. You sneak someone on, we play with 19 men. Magnificent, chaps. Uh, loved it. I, uh, I played around with that. You turned it from something fairly average into something pretty special. Great job. Loved it. Uh, what else you got for oh, us? If you, if you got an Akadaka one, you'd have to be Highway to Hell, and that'd be about the Crows, wouldn't it? Jeez, <laughs> you are all... You're just smashing everyone. Uh, well, <laughs> I think if you're going to choose an Akadaka song, Miles, there's two options. Highway to Hell is one, and the other one, of course, is it's a long way to the top. 
which I think I've got here. Uh, where is it? Oh, let me bring it up. I had it up. Oh, no, no. I, I, I beg your pardon, Ben. I forgot we had three options. Yes. And I've uh, actually just uh, been looking at the third option, which, of course, is the Red Leg song about when I go and get it because I just lost it here. So, I, yeah, I'm talking to you and open that up again talking, like that. Yeah. Amongst yeah. Ourselves. A, now, so what happened yeah, was about, last week we had Craig Evans yeah. on the show whose first game for the club was what's famously known as the Rumble in the Tunnel. Oh, a bit of ors, ors. Anzac Day 2013. And I reckon we had a little okay. bit of a crack at it. Okay. So here it is. Uh, again, by the young kid, B. Hook. And uh, I haven't changed the word here. Oh, wow. So, Stand back. On a warm Anzac day, as the halftime siren sounded, the scoreboard said that Norwood were trailing west by 10. Well, the legs were coached by Bassett. And the Westies, Andy Collins, they had one thing in common. They were turbulent men there was wasn't much ill feeling as the players went to the change rooms but the two rival coaches were typically uptight well it started out with verbals and it followed by some pointing by the time they made the tunnel it became a fair dinkum fight well a bump a push and wrestling two middle-aged men jostling the rumble in the tunnel. Well, how do these things begin? But it's clear how it ended. As the legs players came running, and Norwood skipper Chase Bode placed one on Collins' chin. As you do, you got to know when to headlock, know when to arm block, know when to throw a punch, and know when to duck. You better bring your money. Next week at the tribunal, when the penalties are dished out, you're gonna be out of luck. Said when the penalties are dished out, too bad, son, you're out of luck. <laughs> Boy. Oh, very good. Squeezed a couple of uh, words in there that I don't think really fit, but you somehow managed to make it work every time. Go on, uh, Miles. Oh, that was a, a stellar piece of writing by the young uh, contributor. He's going great guns. Uh, he's writing all my stuff for the, me now. The funny thing about that, Champs, was that Jace ended up finishing his career on 197 games and he got three weeks for punching Collins in the tunnel. The and it, it, cost him, it cost him life membership of the SNFL. Oh, uh, only, yeah. only three. Only the three. Well, they, the, uh, the, the problem was is there was no footage of it and it was all hearsay. So they knew that a punch was thrown, but there was no footage and there was no one could prove it. But they were like, well, we're just going to give you three because we know you came over. Apparently, you came from five deep and just went bang, <laughs> clocked him. <laughs> well, uh, and now there's probably cameras in all tunnels. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> Champs, we, well, I know I've got one more uh, ready to roll. You want to try and wheel it out now or should we park it for next week? No, look, I have a crack. I, I didn't uh, pre-scan it, so but that's never stopped me before. And nor should it now. Okay, now just give, let me get this. Uh, here we go. So, Hookie's here. you've gone into full-time writing, Hookie. I, t- I wake up in the middle of the night and I think, my goodness. I've got, I've, I've got, I've got something got, magic. I've got half an idea, and then I can't <laughs> sleep until I turn it into three-quarters of an idea. <laughs> uh, now, let, oh, just, uh, just I'm putting my guitar 
Anyway, I might have to have a, I might have to have a crack at writing one myself. I reckon. Yeah, I, need, I, need, I think I need to write one because I'm a bit of a like a lyrical genius. We're a team in here. Yeah, yeah. I'm the master of the English language. <laughs> yeah, no, Capel, asked. Andrew Capel. <laughs> oh, correct. Now, uh, you there, chaps? Yeah, we're ready to roll. All right, I've got my guitar. I've got my. I'm going to capo up here. I think it goes. Friday night in Norwood. Legs are looking mean. Let who catches the eye? It's number fourteen at the bottom of the pack. Pushing forward, working back. Likes to trash talk, he likes to jest. Let's be honest, he's a damn little pest. Matty none gives, it gives him grief when he's playing on the ball. A Matty none gives, gives him grief when he's playing on the ball. When he's not racking up tons of stats, he hands out verbals like baseball bats. Matty none gives. It gives him grief when he's playing on a ball. What does he do? Oh, Matty Nungi. It gives him grief when he's playing on the ball. Ah, super. Brilliant once again, champs. Uh, absolutely fantastic. I don't know how you turn my uh, drivel into something that resembles music, but you've done it once again. Well, I look forward to B Hook's contributions next week. He's in hot form, keeping it going. <laughs> Good on you, mate. Always great to have you on board. We will catch you again next week. Greg Champion there with three footy songs about the Norwood Football Club. Climate, air conditioning, and solar. SA's biggest stake and dealer. Proud sponsors of the Red Legs and the Telstra Top at Norwood. They have phones to drones and Fitbits to Foxtel. Visit their friendly experts today. You're listening to Red Legs Radio. Every Red Legs Radio with Ben Hook and Miles Fitzner on SENSA. Keep your eye on the red and the blue. Red Legs Radio with Ben Hook and the voice of 1629 SENSA Sandville Football, Miles Fitzner uh, in the studio Lumo, 1 King William Street studio here at SEN and uh, enjoying your company talking about the Norwood Football Club as they push towards a game against the number two team on the ladder, North Adelaide, this Saturday afternoon at Prospect Oval. Now, for those of you who are Norwood fans of a vintage similar to me, I think you're going to enjoy the next couple of minutes because we're going to talk about footy at Norwood in one of the halcyon eras of the club, the 1980s. And we're going to be joined by Max Fitzner, who not only was the physiotherapist for the Norwood Football Club in that era, he is also the uncle of my co-host, Miles Fitzner. I was actually thinking, what is the collective noun for a bunch of Fitzners. Is it a Schutzenfest of Fitzners? I don't know, but it can't be said on air, more than likely. <laughs> Max Fitzner, welcome to Red Legs Radio. Thank you for having me. Great to have you on board. I'm just thinking back to the era of uh, the 80s at the Norwood Football Club, Dr. Potter, Dr. Sando. I mean, if the football wasn't elite, then the medical room certainly was, Max. There was a lot of fun in the medical room. Uh, Dr. Adrian Porter, you've got to add to that list. Of course. Well, and, uh, we had uh, we had uh, some very funny nights, particularly Thursday nights, uh, with players coming in and being 
looked at and treated. Yeah, very interesting times. Who was the best player of that era, in your opinion, Max? I mean, it's a tough question to ask. There's King O. Taylor, Keith Thomas, Tommy Warhurst, uh, Phil Gallagher. A young Gary McIntosh was getting around in that era. Yes. Who, who was, was your a, number one? There was a, there was also a young fella called Michael Ace who probably he went uh, okay. Would have got, he was, <laughs> wasn't too bad. He wasn't too bad. But you named uh, named a lot, and there were lots more. I mean, it was a it was in my view the halcyon years. But of course, in another twenty years, people will be talking about the, these days as the halcyon years. I suspect. Yeah, um, I, I, you make a reasonable point. I mean, 75 and 78, there might be a generation earlier, and then you've got to go back to 1950 for the previous Norwood flag. What did 82 right. mean to you? I mean, that was that was a dominant performance against Glenelg, and Glenelg came in banged up after that famous preliminary final against Port Adelaide. But you, you sort of just joined the oh, club, yes. and suddenly the, the, the boys have won a flag. Yeah, and it was sensational. Um, Barmy was uh, he was quite happy. <laughs> it was it was a it was a great game of footy, and I always remember Ross Dillon uh, being battered from pillar to post. But you know, he, he was like a piece of chewed string at the end of the game. But you know, <laughs> Max, I was trying to, I was trying to say to Hooky that the affiliation with me, sort of hanging around Norwood, was no, it wasn't that when I was younger that you were putting red legs caps me. But can you just tell the listeners and for me a little bit too how your first affiliation with the legs, and then also um, transitioning and doing a bit with the Crows when they started. Yeah, well, I was lured to the legs by my good friend, the late Brian Sando, and uh, I came across in 75, and in 1976, I believe the Norwood Footy Club was the first SANFL club to have a physio on the bench, mm. and uh, that was through Brian Sando and, of course, Wally Miller. And, uh, yeah, they were they were pretty special times, and it was... It was almost experimental, you know, to have that sort of involvement. But um, in 1991 or whenever the Crows started, I I went there as well um, with Brian Sando. And uh, I did three years of the Crows. But frankly, in in those days, it was uh, was an expensive exercise for me. I had to spend a lot of time there and trying to run a practice at the same time. Um, You know, people were saying to me... uh, we can never see you because you're never there. So yeah. I had to pull the sum. But anyway, that was I don't regret it for one moment. It was wonderful times in those first three years at, at the Crows. Well, what are, your, what are your memories of those first three years at the Crows, of setting up and, and a new club? What, what, what's something that really sticks out or a story that sticks out to you in mind? Well, there are lots of stories, none of which we can probably talk <laughs> about on air. But uh, we, uh, it, was, it was a little bit finding a way. I mean, um, I didn't travel with the, with the Crows, for instance, and we had a physio in Melbourne, one in Sydney, and I'd talk to them on Friday night about who needs what. Um, and then uh, uh, it, when, on the odd occasion when I did travel, I also had a hospital practice, so I had to pay somebody to do my hospital work, and that was uh, a bit of a financial disaster for me. But uh, these days, of course, they have full-time staff and several physios. Max, um, they do a great job. Max, you mentioned a name earlier, Wally Miller, and I know that uh, you and uh, Wally have had a great relationship for many, many years surrounding the Norwood Football Club. Just talk a little bit about some of the programs you set up with uh, coaching instruction and even, I guess, medical instruction for trainers and actually formalising a lot of the training. Well, Wally and, and in particular Brian Sando were behind that. Uh, I was just a, a small player in those parts, but they really got good education for our sports trainers and we got courses going and uh, 
and they became accredited courses. And, and Wally, you know, he, he's just an amazing man, of course, and still is an amazing man. But uh, uh, he made things happen. And, uh, and Brian worked extremely hard at that as well. Max, what are some of the, the memories of Norwood in that in those 80s days? I mean, there were some incredible games. Of course, the 84 grand final was one. I don't know if you're on hand at uh, Cooper Stadium as we know it now for the pre-match warm-up warm up when Norwood took on Central District. And I reckon it was in about 85 mm-hmm. or 86. Can you remember yes, that day? Yes, it was. Yes, I, I do indeed. And I remember Gilbert McAdam running along the, uh, along the uh, <laughs> eastern flank and Brenton Claby uh, was doing a hamstring stretch at the time. <laughs> And he swatted a fly, I think he swatted a fly on and Gilbert and down he went. But uh, interestingly, we had a we had a letter from the uh, Central's doctor saying that this was all orchestrated by Neil Baum. And I'd happen to know that it wasn't. I was walking with Neil, he's saying, what the hell's going on? You know? <laughs> but uh, and this fellow said, the doctor from Central said, uh, that's an absolute disgrace and... Uh, it uh, only it could, would only happen at Norwood, and uh, I remember Wally Miller showing the medical staff on a Thursday night this letter and said, "Obviously, this bloke never goes to home games." <laughs> <laughs> I think Neil Curley had a little bit uh, of responsibility for that, the coach of the Dogs at the time, Miles. Yes. Max, through that era, obviously being tough and like I'd never got to experience or see a lot of it. What is what's we talk about some big hits and all, but some of the injuries were also rather interesting. Is it something in particular that caught your eye one day, like a you know a really odd injury or something that was actually particularly horrific? Because I hear the stories around the club all the time. Someone he had his jaw rearranged and nose rearranged, but for people that never really saw it or experienced, what's maybe one of the funnier ones and one of the more gruesome ones you've, you've sort of come across? Well, we saw lots of bad injuries, and uh, injuries happen in footy anyway, but, I mean, the ones that happened then that don't happen now were the king hits behind the play because we only one umpire and then to two umpires, and those sorts of things happened quite a lot, and they were quite sickening to see and to, to manage. Um, you know, they used to be very disappointing when you see those dreadful injuries on these young blokes and sometimes injuries that uh, they wore for the rest of their lives to some extent. And uh, um, I always remember that uh, somebody went down when we were playing against, uh, it was West Torrens in those days, and I can't remember the name of the player, but uh, the West Torrens player went down behind the player. It must have must have been accidental, surely. <laughs> but uh, the trainer went out with a signal and they had all sorts of signals to say stretches or whatever. And Brian Sando turned to me and said, what are they calling for? I said, I think they're calling for a clergyman and a spade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, magnificent. Now, Max, uh, I'm very, very privileged to announce that I'm a guest of the uh, Norwood Footy Club's Grange. The Grange Club. Well, not the, Nor- the well, Grange it, Club. Yeah, the Grange Club. But it's got, obviously, very strong links to the Norwood Football Club. Joe Trapati will be there. Paul Diulio will be there. Just tell us a little bit about the Grange Club. The Grange Club started... Uh, probably Neil Baum was partly responsible for that. Uh, Neil, who's a member of the Grange Club, in about 82 or 83, I was one of the initial members, and we started having dinners on Thursday night after training, and uh, uh, the late Max Sherbert was our, uh, used to come along with his oxygen mask and whatever. Good guest. And we drink. Grange, yes. Well, we drank Grange Hermitage and we had a fellow called Charlie Pitts who was the sales manager for Penfolds at the time and he uh, 
he bought the wine for us. Uh, we paid, of course, and we eventually got a great collection of, of Grange and uh, we don't have a collection of Grange now. It's a bit <laughs> too expensive, but uh, we still meet three or four times a year and have dinner and we're going to do that tonight. And uh, it's a lot of fun and a lot of people, were, only a few of us left that, uh, that were in the original group, but we've uh, seconded a lot of younger guys um, and hopefully they're going to take over the running of the place and it'll be very, very good. Uh, Max, you're a legend of the Norwood Football Club. Never played a game, but a life member of the club. We are very, very proud of the legacy that you have left behind at Norwood. Look forward to catching up with you in about an hour for a bit of dinner and a nice glass of red. Absolutely. Thanks very much. Thanks, Max. Max Fitzner there, the old physiotherapist of the Norwood Football Club from the late 70s to the early 90s, then, of course, went on and joined at the Adelaide it, Football Club. You know, he still, he still rides his he rides a push bike, something like yeah, a couple hundred K a week. Like, he's super fit. Yeah, he, I see his Strava uh, Oh, yeah, he can, he can move. He's something else anyway. Right, we have to head to a break. Uh, we're doing it, of course, thanks to Climate Air Conditioning and Solar and to the Telstra shop at Norwood. You are listening to Redlegs Radio. Red Legs Radio with Ben Hook and Miles Fitzner on SENSA. Keep your eye on the red and the blue. Yeah, we're into the final term here at Red Legs Radio. Ben Hook and Miles Fitzner doing it thanks to Climate Air Conditioning Solar and the Telstra shop at Norwood. We take on North Adelaide at Prospect Oval on Saturday afternoon. Got a reasonable record at Prospect. We've won our last two there overall. Uh, the last six matches, three apiece. Uh, so that's uh, head-to-head across uh, all venues. Of course, we uh, went down by two points last time we took them on. That was Adelaide Oval in round two. So, uh, like to think we're a crummy chance here. What What is your thoughts about this game this weekend, Miles? I, I, well, same as it was earlier in the year. I think if they can keep Zeckley and Leboy, the Mosquito Fleet from North, quiet, uh, then we're, we're riding with a run. But it's, it's that speed that North have um, that they can um, sort of expose Norwood's lack of speed. Um, so they're the, they're the keys for me. Coombe last week for North, very good kicking four. And uh, they've got they've got their version of Lewis Johnson as Harrison Wig normally racks up. So if they can stop Wig getting the footy and using the footy with his lethal left boot and keep Zeckley and LeBoy quiet, we win. I don't think they're very convincing over the Bloods last week. They should have lost. Hazeman had that shot on goal, you know, 40 out directly in front to win it um, with 30 seconds remaining. Pretty ordinary. Um, yeah, I would have thought that we should account for them pretty easily. Uh, we're bottom for allowing inside 50s. We're second bottom for allowing scoring shots. And we're seventh for accuracy. We probably don't have time to talk about that. But I just feel like we've got to make our ability to control possession into good field position. That's yeah, the one thing I want to see. Yeah, we're always going to allow um, inside 50s with it, the how, how we play. So I, I'm sort of, that goes with that. I don't like the kicking accuracy, but anyway. Tip. Uh, sorry. Tip. Uh, yeah, Norwood by... 30-40. Oh, really? Yep, yeah, Nord by 40 points. Yeah, I think Nord yep. will win, but I've got them inside a couple of goals. No, I no, think no, it'll no, be no. a pretty North... tough game all day, but I just reckon Nord would know that it gets pretty serious now. You drop this one, you're you're out of sort of And that's why freebies. I'm expecting the big reply, but it, they weren't that bad against the Bays. I'm just telling you, the Bays were that good. Bastanak back in will be a huge asset as well. Fin- Findex Financials time. Miles, what do you got for me Fitz's this week? Findex Financials. I want to know what you're buying, what you're selling, and what you're holding. Well, I had the, uh, I had the fortune of sitting next to um, um, uh, Michael Wilkins at, from Findex yep. at the footy. Excellent bloke, and thanks for sponsoring. Um, I'm buying Friday and Saturday night footy in the sample. All over it. Love it. It's good. I'm buying it. It's on the rise. There's going to be more of it, so the value is going to go up. I don't love it July and August. Nah, love it. 
day, daytime footy's no, way better. Have a Barossa boy red, something sitting there. Philly's pasty, awesome. Okay, I'm, yep, I'm cool. holding the legs. I've got to win by 40 for mine for right me to on. be happy. And I'm selling Zane Kirkwood. He's. <laughs> Zane Kirkwood. Yep, go on. Two two McGeary medals. Yep, he's done. And you're I, selling I watched him. him. He's injured. He's not. He's playing a lot of time forward. Battersby. Yep, good in the clearances. I'm selling Kirkwood. I'm sorry, but it's over. He won't play after this year. Index Financials. I'm going to buy some Norwood because I reckon the price, the share price, dropped a little bit, and I'm very confident that they'll win this weekend. I'm going to sell some North Adelaide because I reckon they fell in against West. I'm a little bit unconvinced on them, and I reckon their price is up, and I reckon I'll make some money. I'm going to hold on to South Adelaide. They deserve a little bit of luck. They lost to the Eagles last weekend with 21 scoring shots to 17 and went down. Their other three losses have been by four points, eight points, and five points. So for me, buying Norwood, selling North Adelaide, and holding on to South Adelaide as well. You off to the footy on the weekend? I'm calling uh, Glenelg um, South. On Saturday. Glenelg and South on Saturday. And, of course, it'll be Norwood and North Adelaide at Prospect Oval on Saturday afternoon. Thanks very much for joining us here at Red Legs Radio. We'll look forward to doing it all again next week. But in the meantime, we will see you at the footy. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.